American Fugitive. Easy on the wallet, but is it worth your time? We go on the run, because it's much easier than driving, in order to find out here on Broke and Gaming. Welcome, absolutely everyone, to Broke and Gaming. I'm your host, Shay. I am your other host, Dan. And hey, Shay, what have you been playing recently? Well, Dan, as we'll get into a little bit later on, we have some big games coming up for the podcast, and it's basically been just that. Yeah, understandable. So, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Anything, anything you've been playing? We're, we're playing two different games that we have on the horizon, but I didn't get a chance just based on time to talk about something that I was playing during the, the little hiatus. I had talked about this to you a little bit, but uh, what do you know about the game Sakuna of Rice and Ruin? <laughs> have you ever heard of it? I think, I think maybe we talked about it off mic at yeah. one point. Uh, otherwise, nothing okay. would be the answer. Right. So apparently this game is kind of important or what like people know about it, which as a sort of kind of game journalist makes me feel like a big dumb idiot for not having any cultural recognition of this. So this game is it came out in 2020 and it is a hybrid 2.5D side scrolling platform beat em up thing mixed with a farming simulator <laughs> and two great tastes that taste mediocre together no like it's fun i just don't totally understand what i'm doing all of the time so you play as princess sakuna who's a goddess i guess her parents are the like the war god and the harvest goddess or something like that and you're like sent to this island to clear it of demons with a bunch of humans and you have to harvest rice to make yourself stronger. Like your your strength leveling up is wholly based on how well your harvest of rice does that year. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's kind of cool. It it is. It seems like it takes a lot of agency away from you, though. A little bit, it, like, because I can just dick around a little bit, and like I could just do several harvests and just buff the shit out of myself uh-huh. and then fly through these platforming missions. But like, I don't know who thought this was a thing that needed to be created. Like everything's implemented. Well, there's like resource gathering and things like that. You make meals, you have a meal as, as kind of a de facto family that give you buffs for the next day. It works on a 24 hour cycle where I think like every minute or so is an hour in game. Mm -hmm. like uh, our game today does but like yeah i don't know it's it's really interesting i'm gonna continue to play it on and off like it's it's not a difficult enough game conceptually that i don't i can't just pick it up again mm -hmm. i took maybe a month off and picked it up and i'm like all right yeah yeah, yeah. my rice shoots are, are just about ready to harvest like it's i don't know like you control the the flow of water in the rice paddy you mix fertilizer like it's all of the things that you would do in a fairly detailed farming sim but just with this one singular plot of land and i don't it's <laughs> that fucking helps you crush dungeons that help yeah <laughs> that said the the actual 2d platforming and and battle system is really crisp there's some very inventive and fun boss fights like there's a lot going for this game i just it, it's so breakneck jarring to go from one thing to the other of like, all right, I have to till this field and you literally walk around this square just using a hoe. And then you're like, oh, now I have to beat up these demon rabbits. It's, I don't know. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Yeah. But sounds like it. That's been the one that I've been playing that I haven't had a chance to mention yet. But I put in arguably far too much time into our game today so let's jump into that discussion and we will start as we always start with our short change history today we're talking about american fugitive which is a 2019 top-down action arcade game developed by uk-based fallen tree games and published by curve games 
Curve, we have recently mentioned on the podcast as the studio behind the Stealth Inc. series before shifting tactics and focus more towards publishing and the support side of the industry. Fallen Tree, on the other hand, was founded in 2012 by Joe Molding and Louis Bodel after they found a little success with a mobile game released in 2010 called Quell that they had been working on on their off time. They left their jobs at Crytek and Eurocom respectively, and now, after several entries in the Quell series, as well as a few other puzzle games, Fallen Tree is a fully functioning global remote studio. Their next game, another top-down arcade title called The Precinct, is currently in development. American Fugitive is currently available for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC platforms. Shay, do us all a favor. Tell us a little bit about what American Fugitive actually is. I would love to, Dan. In American Fugitive, you play as escaped convict Will Riley, who has been framed for his father's murder. And instead of waiting for his cousin or brother or something, who says that he can find evidence to get him out, decides that the best thing to do would be to escape from a federal prison and go on the run in his hometown. Will subsequently does a shit ton of fetch quests in order to gather evidence to clear his name for the murder of his father. And that's about it. <laughs> you know, I, I, after you said that, it never really dawned on me that he is in his hometown the whole time, basically. Yeah. That's... Yeah, okay. We'll need to dive into that in just a moment, I think, because that... <laughs> That's actually a huge wrinkle in all of this. Okay, so I, I have completed this game, and so this has a lot of things going for it. Like, there's a lot of correct directions that I think the studio took. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> you you absolutely nailed it with the meaningless fetch quest thing. Yeah. About how far did you get? into this like they're they do the classic gta thing of like you're isolated on essentially an island and then you the second chapter or act is like another island and they just keep expanding the amount of space that you can travel on how uh, how far did you get i am on the last chain of quests for the first island or the first area i should say okay and i feel like i gave it a good the old college try yeah (laughs) So what what are your first impression takeaways on the actual gameplay? So I did have fun. We'll get into some more like specific things with pros and cons, I think. But like a lot of the things that they want you to do aren't very rewarding to do like outside of a mission. Uh, And I don't know if that's just because like they're really trying to like hurdle you towards getting to that second area but if they are then they need to like dial down how many fucking fetch quests you have to do for Dwayne or whatever oh it's not just Dwayne you do fetch oh, quests yeah. for goddamned everybody <laughs> yeah you just fetch a serial killer's dead and live victims in a garbage truck at one point uh which all right um I, I'll be honest with you, after I watched the trailer for this game, I thought it was going to be, like, completely different than what it was. I thought this was going to be, like, a stealth escape game where you were yeah. just, like, evading the police for, like, the entire game. And, like, you had to kind of, like, more, like, inside, I guess, than I could absolutely what the game see is. That. Yeah. And that, and that brings us to what we kind of began this part of the discussion with, which is... If you're walking around your hometown, yeah, and you are in the newspapers as having escaped after murdering your father, after supposedly known murdering your person. father, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you'd think you wouldn't be able to walk into a fucking store without being like, "Oh fuck, Anywhere. it's Will O'Reilly, call the cops!" <laughs> like you're just exactly. walking past police officers all the time, yeah, and they're like, "Good day, how how you doing?" Yeah, it's fucking so wild. weird, and like, yeah. This is, on its face, a GTA clone. Yeah. Let's talk real quick about police pursuit in this game. Let's fucking remember that you are in prison for having murdered your father. Yes. Okay? You escape from that prison, and if you get outside of a little circle in the town, if you are, like, 
recognize or like the police witness you doing a crime or something like that if you get outside of a certain area they just give up looking for you yep an escaped murderer (laughs) yeah so they they and that's that's kind of where i was going i i figured we were we were heading to the same location it's on its face a gta clone and so they do the exact version of of how pursuit works in in a gta game where as soon as you commit a crime, there's like a radius on your map of where they're searching. The big difference between that is in GTA games, for the most part, you are an anonymous person. Yeah. Five, arguably not so much because Trevor is known by the FBI. Michael is known by the FBI. But as far as like the regular ass police are concerned, nobody knows who these people are. This is a small town, rural town where everybody clearly knows everybody. And yeah, there should be a 24-7 manhunt going on to find this fucking guy. Also, I want to point out that the fam, like the crime family that your family is feuding with, a member of that family, yeah, a member of that family is the fucking chief of police in the town, okay? So, So, like, he knows who the fuck you are. Yeah, which also, I like a lot of things about the writing. This is a total side note, but I... Having them be the fucking McCoys is so lazy. Oh my god! Right? Like it's so clearly a British studio of like, what's a <laughs> what's a generic rednecky <laughs> name to go with for the the clan that you are feuding with? McCoys, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. <laughs> I mean, if they had named you Will Hatfield, like it wouldn't have been any right. better or worse at that point. So how? <laughs> How many times did you get the army called on you? Does the ar- Is the army the one that brings in the tank? Yeah. Like five or six. It would have been four or five, except for I tried to do a jump into the army base. <laughs> Which, by the way, army base in the town, I, I don't think that, well, whatever. National Guard army armory works, but... at best. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, like, this town looks like it's settled in, like, the valley that far cry 5 i was gonna say the same thing you know what i mean yeah (laughs) so like there's no way that the army has a base in this town no like a good percentage of this game is taken up by farmland like we're talking rural this could be the middle of kansas there's one type of donut shop with one location on each one of these islands there's like there's so it's nothing it's nothing yeah i did do a jump into into the army base and got them called on me right away because i stole an army jeep and i didn't get in trouble for stealing the jeep but i did get in trouble for not stopping at the barrier (laughs) that lets you in and out of the army base right and their escalation for that was to call a tank in yeah (laughs) oh i like took out a fence and eventually ramped it up to the point where they called a tank on me so yeah totally the reason i ask that question is (laughs) Were you able to evade the goddamn U.S. military? Get out of that little bubble? Because I did on multiple occasions, and that definitely shouldn't be a thing. Of the five or six, uh, definitely three or four times I got away from the fucking army. (laughs) And look, I'm not going to... Like, that's an issue in actual GTA as well. Like, it's very silly. But again, there's an anonymity that I guess sort of makes sense. Yeah. If they don't know who Nico Bellic is, sure, got it, great. Right, yeah. The infamous Will Riley. Right, there's 18 people in this town, and one of them is you. Yeah. An escaped murderer, so. In terms of characters, Will might be the dumbest character I've ever played. Go ahead and, listener, skip ahead, we'll say three to five minutes if you don't (laughs) want to be spoiled on this. But honestly, I feel like I'm saving you some trouble. Which is exactly what I'm going to do for Shay right now. Hey, Shay, who <laughs> killed your dad, do you think? I mean, probably you still. <laughs> you, <laughs> you or uh, Anna, maybe. Yeah, it was Anna. She's part of a different crime family. There are three main crime fl- families in this game. and we're Which gonna is, spoil... again, there's 18 people in this town. Yeah. So three crime families is wild. Well, it's also, like, some more lazy shit because you got, you got the Hicks. You got the sort of kind of Eastern European Russians, and you have the Italians. Those are your, yep. I mean, Don Vito is the, (laughs) 
leader of the Italians. You're just pulling from an encyclopedia that is well-worn yeah. of like, these are the things you do when you're playing crime games. Anna is a member of the Russian family and your father was a hitman for them and decided, well, we have to tie up any loose ends. And then continued yeah. to tie up those loose ends even after he was dead. <laughs> Anna killed The Undertaker. Anna killed everybody. Like, Dwayne ends up getting shot by the McCoys in a real nothing of a scene. We'll talk about what the scene structure is for sure in a moment. But sure. basically at the end of this game, everybody is dead. <laughs> and the only like actual choice you get to make in the course of the game is to shoot Anna when she confesses. Or not shoot Anna when she confesses. Both of which result in the exact same thing happening at the end. Which is either... You get arrested again. Well, <laughs> you're still on the run because you either get cleared of that charge of killing your father. But they're like... But he also did a... Like a fuck... He killed a bunch of cops and stuff. He stole... He, he did all these things. So he's like still definitely a wanted man. But we, this one thing, we got, we got the killer... <laughs> <laughs> or or they find Anna's body and they're like fugitive still at large and that's the end of the game there's not even a credit roll it literally just goes story completed and then puts you right back down on the map to go collect nice. more paintings or do more jumps or whatever it is <laughs> the biggest waste of time and like I liked the story overall I thought it was intriguing yeah. they definitely pulled from that classic Harrison Ford fugitive type of feel Yes. A name a named influence on this game. Yeah, for sure. And Will is such an idiot that he doesn't <laughs> understand that he's getting double crossed every fucking time because he, he goes undercover at one point with the Italian mob. And I think as soon as you walk out of the room, the unshown scene is that was Will Riley, right? Like why is he calling himself Luca? <laughs> He's all over the news. I have the newspaper sitting here in front of me with his picture on it. Like, does he really think he's fooling anybody? Whatever. Let's oh just use him God. for a while. We'll ha we'll send him to my cousin to do moonshine fucking fetch quests for the next three <laughs> hours. Yeah, oh, by the way, dog. the things you're doing before the last mission of the game is just running moonshine. Like, it's so out of place where they're like, fuck, we're missing something. <laughs> I was going to say, we need another hour and a half on this game. Moonshine quest. flush out the Italians enough. My God. Okay, so this is very slimmed down as far as presentation, like conversationally. So everything is done in like speech bubbles. Mm -hmm. But they do something that's kind of cool in which they like a little bit animate the, the character models. Yeah. Which I thought was Very quaint. much like anime games, you know? Uh, yeah. It's a little visual novel-y. Yeah. Where they have a, a text box and then a person who has four different designs and switches between them based on what they're saying. Yeah, like, this is my scowling face. This is my multi-purposed happy slash flirting face, which, right. you know, happened a lot with Anna for some reason. I will say I did think it was kind of cool that it would change the character model based on what Will was wearing. Like, I thought that was a nice touch of, like, you yeah. didn't need to do that, but it's kind of cool that you did right. I also, right. like, giggled to myself a little bit every time someone would walk out of a scene because they would just, like, do a, a flatten and stretch animation and just, like, make yeah. them get smaller and smaller. <laughs> I thought that was a lot of fun. Oh, that was great. I did I did like that a lot. Yeah. I, I assume that you're alluding, you were alluding to this with Dwayne because it does take a little bit of the punch out of anything that's supposed to be, like, emotionally compelling for you the character to just have text box so in a in a handful of things like you got to the point where the undertaker got killed right yeah and it was just like a still frame of like a Him dead body on the table yeah they yeah. did that with Dwayne. okay where the mccoys captured him that real weird character model of like grandpappy fucking mccoy was like <laughs> honestly i thought y'all's was dead already and then they just shoot Dwayne in cold blood. And then there's a shootout. And then you go back in the house and there he is just in a chair. I'm like, what cool. was this like? Whatever. And he also like, as happens with Will all it? the time. No, 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 maybe. 
But he also fucked Will over like three different times. So like Dwayne? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. does. <laughs> Just say like, this is the perfect Patsy for literally anything. This guy is so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't made the custom artwork for this episode yet, but I am going to include some of these character models for the speech bubbles because some of them are really funny looking. Yeah. And at one point you're, you're working with an undercover FBI agent that's posing as a loan shark. That's posing as an FBI agent. That's posing as a loan shark. <laughs> like it's a whole thing of like, well, I was in the FBI and then now I'm a real criminal. Like I, I just yeah. decided to do whatever, but he looks like the photo of the rock when he was like young with the fanny pack and the turtleneck do you know what the photo i'm talking about oh oh hell yeah yeah, yeah i do he <laughs> that looks like the inspiration for the character model and it's <laughs> so good um that's fantastic look for that on the instagram i don't know you ready to do some pros and cons on this i think everything else we need to say will probably come out in that yeah yeah let's throw some pros and cons out there you want to go first sure i think this is a really good kernel of an idea like this type of game doesn't really exist anymore in this format and i think it's something that indie developers could sort of capitalize on if you have enough solid mechanics and solid storytelling mm -hmm. being that this does have such a visual novel feel when it comes to the conversations they could explore some really interesting things doing that with this kind of almost hub world sort of thing yeah the issue is there's so little to do overall. Like there's not enough varied mission types or anything like that. Like they blatantly rip off GTA by having like races that you can participate in or the military, whatever things that are like the rampage mode things yeah. in GTA yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or in saints row for that matter, where you're just like, all right, drive around in a tank, cause X amount of damage, get a gold medal. Yeah. I think this has potential to be a type of game that, that, gets a resurgence without it having that huge rock star pedigree to it. I just think they're not quite all the way there. So that's a kind of combined pro and con. Yeah. It has the bones of a pro. <laughs> yeah. Big con. The driving sucks. <laughs> I it feels like they tried to go too realistic with with physics. Yeah. In a game that shouldn't allow for that. Like mm -hmm. if you have a fast car, you're gonna fishtail every time. <laughs> constantly uh, i will say one thing i did like about the driving it was harder to drive on dirt roads than it was to drive on asphalt yeah they paid a whole lot of attention to physics like different types of physics in this yeah um like when you hit a ramp it actually like feels like it makes actual makes real world sense yeah. yeah yeah like your trajectory the the way it rotates like everything is like no that's how that would really go i feel like this isn't just yeah. dukes of hazard fucking <laughs> land it perfectly every time kind of shit yeah did you have an issue with the camera thing when it came to driving i didn't like how it only adjusted when you started driving but otherwise i it was i i was fine with it yeah so for the listener when you're on foot it's a fixed camera angle it's always facing north in a top-down way like the original gta games when you get mm -hmm. in a car the map and camera rotate to whatever direction the nose of the car is facing. I found that really jarring sometimes. I will say when I got out of the car, it would throw me through for a loop. It's like, really all the time. disorienting because there's not yeah. enough like landmarks on the map because it's so relatively desolate. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like they should have gone one, the, one way or the other. I don't see why they couldn't have, because it's already there, let you rotate the camera when on foot. My initial assumption was because they were hiding those like loot stashes all over the place, but mm -hmm. almost none of them are obscured by the angle of the camera. Yeah. So I don't know what the purpose was. Like they should have just made it visible in a 3D plane all the time, but Yeah. Minor ish con, I suppose. Yeah. Um what do you got? It's hard to define this pro this first pro that I have. I enjoyed playing it. Uh, maybe this is too broad strokes for pros and or too big for pros and cons. Maybe I'll try to I'll try to zoom in a little bit. Okay. And then we'll I'll talk about it during the rating scale. But pros, I did like how the characters were written. Some of the time, if that makes sense, like there were 
pieces of Anna and the Undertaker and not so much Will, but like the the other people that you meet in the town, there were like pieces of them that were interesting. Yeah. And I think if they had maybe spent less time goofing around with some of the dialogue that they had and more time like fleshing out characters, they could have had some really compelling ones. So like you, I have a a con wrapped in a pro, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a con a huge con that I have. It takes you fucking forever to walk anywhere. And so combine that with like the janky driving physics, it's like rough to traverse, especially when you're like trying to evade the police, which like is not super hard. Like I think the pursuit escalates very quickly and very disproportionately. If you get to a certain point where they call a chopper in, you're just kind of fucked if you're especially if you're on foot because you don't move fast enough to like get out of the chopper's light to hide in a tr- like under a tree or something so it can't see you. Right. And then adi- in addition to that, while you're hiding from the chopper, you're not hiding, like you can't hide from ground units. So like you still have to be escaping, but if the chopper is following you, it expands that circle that I was talking about or moves that circle, I should say. So yeah, anywhere you're like it. yeah, it's very difficult to get away from the chopper. And then once the tank comes in, like I don't know if you're not already off the road by that time, like forget it. You're, you're done. Yeah. It seemed pretty foolproof to like find train tracks and follow the train tracks out to evade yeah. most things uh-huh. when you're in a car on foot. You're absolutely right. Like you kind of have to go for a forest and if you can get yourself under a big enough group of trees, you can just make an L and the AI is pretty bad in this where it'll just keep <laughs> going straight assuming you're going to make a beeline from one end of the forest to the other. It's, I mean, I suppose there's actual logic to that and you could program it that way to, to be fooled, but like, it just seems bad design sometimes. Not, not unforgivable, but definitely something weird. One thing I wanted to touch on, how do you feel about the, the leveling system? Cause this has like a very light RPG aspect to it. Did you get to do too much with that? Yeah. I don't know. It didn't really seem like it made a whole lot of a difference. Obviously, the expanding your inventory was huge. The biggest boon out of all of them. Yeah. yeah. The one upgrade where you just case a house as soon as... Oh, that man, one rules. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Big, big help. Yeah. That does <laughs> lead me to my next con. Casing a house is dull as shit. Basically, like what you have to do is like you go up to a house and you look in all the windows to see if anybody's home. And then, like, nine times out of ten, when you get into the house, it sets off an alarm anyway. And so you, the police are coming to the house, whether you case it or not. And, like, it at that point, like, I'll just fucking break into the house, you know? Yeah. Without looking. And I guess what it does is that it saves you, like, a minute in, like, the police countdown by having to deal with somebody in the house. But, like, otherwise, like... I'll just fucking take my chances, you know? Because, like I said, it takes fucking forever to walk anywhere. So, like, walking to every window in the house is a fucking chore. So, they don't do a very good job explaining this, which is actually going to be my last con for this. Mm. There are so many workarounds for almost everything. Uh Uh-huh. Lockpicks are the only thing that won't trigger the alarm. Like, if you use a crowbar, which is what they tell you to do... Yeah. You automatically trigger an alarm. If you buy or steal lockpicks, which this is, I, I get why, like, it's an object permanence in programming issue. Like, you can basically walk 50 feet away from the store that you just robbed, go back to it, and rob it again. So I would just stock up on lockpicks, and then everything you ever do in terms of breaking into a house is nothing. A lot of the times in the houses, there's also house keys. So yeah. you only have to spend one lockpick ever, like, on each individual house, if that. So I would just continuously break into people's houses. If I got low, I would go to the one of the three shops that, for some reason, sells lockpicks. <laughs> right? So common. I think it's the outdoor store, isn't it? Outst- outdoor <laughs> store, the general store, and... Oh, yeah, the general store has them, too, yeah. Yeah, and there's usually two general stores on each one of the islands, I don't yeah. think the gas station sold it, but that'd be very funny. <laughs> gas station was like, we know what the fuck you're up to. Yeah. 
<laughs> go get this a, is your, a crime town your coffee uh a newspaper and a lockpick every day <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i actually do like the way that the kind of sort of mini game for robbing a house works i thought it was yeah. a very very sophisticated way to save yourself a ton of programming time by basically <laughs> letting you look at it like a board game and like you just run from room to room search it and it just like shows you what's available to grab i really yeah. liked that it also cut down on the time it would take to do that kind of thing where you're not actually walking from room to room physically yes yeah like i that was one of their best ideas i think yeah I know that I just complained about how everything sets off an alarm, but I did really like how there, like you could still search the house. Like they gave you enough. To, so yeah, every room in the house has like a set number of seconds it takes to, to search it. And it, that comes out of the time that the police, it takes the police to arrive at the house. So like you could still rob the house, clean it out and get out of there before the police came or get it enough that you you know have what you needed from the house and then move on with your life yeah so as much as i didn't like um <laughs> how it like didn't matter if you cased a house first i did like that they gave you a shot even if the alarm went off because if if the police get there and you're not there like nobody saw you break into the house or nobody was in the house if they get there and you're not there still like they don't they don't come after you. Right, because nobody ever physically saw you do it. Or they, right. they'll just go like, unknown male, definitely not that guy that's been on TV for the past seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm still a little weird about that. I think I have one last, or maybe kind of an explanation, maybe for the first thing that was kind of throwing me through for a loop. Sure. I do like how they kind of leaned into how absurd the premise of this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were like, if we're going to make it fucking batshit crazy we might as well make it batshit crazy you know yeah and so like it nobody makes sense being in this town and they were like let's run with that you know what i mean yeah everybody's an idiot yeah which may just be commentary from from uk developers <laughs> about how stupid they think <laughs> americans are i believe it all of our london listeners <laughs> write in tell us how stupid are we one one last thing before we we start throwing some numbers. I had mentioned in the short change that the follow up to this it's not it's not a sequel, but it is another top down like this, a little bit more polished. Yeah, stylistically, yeah. But it you're gonna play a cop. What do you think? Because I think they're just like going, all right. So they did Grand Theft. Now we'll do like L.A. Noir. Like, do you think that's what it's gonna be? <laughs> like, just pure speculation on our parts. Like, would you play a, another game by this developer in this world as well? If you're playing a cop and like, I just, I feel like it's more interesting to be a criminal. Always. In this style of gameplay. Uh, having a time crunch on some of the crimes that you're committing does kind of like incentivize doing it. Yeah. If you have like unlimited time to like search a room and find clues, like that, that's not fun, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I don't, I mean, I don't know. I did enjoy this game. Yeah. You know? I'll probably take a look at the precinct when it comes yeah. out i was gonna say if it's on if it's on playstation plus i'll give it a try but like i'm also just hoping they've learned something from this game right yeah yeah i i want to see like what polish they put on this style yeah i guess the other thing too is that like with their already like established view of corrupt police work officers like it might be interesting to follow somebody in this style of game who is a cop yeah. like just be on the other side of that as you fall further for and further into corruption you know i'm gonna guess if they stick to the same level of originality when it comes to premises you're <laughs> yeah. gonna be dealing with a lot of crooked cops that are in your precinct oh for sure yeah, i think that's gonna be kind of the basis of this but i can tell you right now that the big bad guy is your lieutenant <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Or it's Don Vito from the previous game who has all these crooked cops on his payroll. Who's turned your partner. Yeah. God. Days before retirement. <laughs> like, I I will say that, like, it would be genuinely interesting to me to play, like, a quote-unquote good cop. I mean, I, I you know, opinions. Yeah, right, but yeah. 
an idealistic cop actively investigating the will riley case would be fun like doing this cat and mouse thing with a character that you already know is kind of innocent that i would play that 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 feels compelling yeah I definitely wouldn't turn my nose up at it. Let me put it that way. I would I would give it yeah. a shot. I probably wouldn't buy it, though. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So. All right. That's that's where I land on that one. But you want to throw some numbers at this bitch, Dan? Oh, yeah. It's number time. All right. Up first. Does it work? We both have complaints. I don't think anything that we've had to say puts it at a, at a zero. A lot of the things work pretty well. Aiming mm-hmm. is actually pretty exceptional for this type of game. So I'm going to put it at a half. I don't think it's it deserves full punishment here. Yeah, I think a half is right. The driving is almost inexcusable. Like how yeah. how finicky the driving aspect is, especially with how many things rely on driving. Like, God forbid you have to carjack somebody during a mission. Oh, Jesus Christ. You have to do Fucking everything you can not to cause the other car to explode, realistically. I failed many a mission by just running someone off the road or into a tree or just head-on collision and then they die so whoops anyway yeah half point yeah i think a half is is right up next is it engaging there are some really compelling things here gameplay is the least of it in a lot of cases so because i know what questions are coming up i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a half because i think there's some really great ideas here overall and like i said Mm -hmm. like the bones of this are solid enough that they could revive a a type of game that doesn't really exist too much anymore so i'm at a half it's not perfect it's not it's not bad yeah i think a half is right they have the tools for a really compelling game like i said they they were just a little bit too goofy with the characters sometimes yeah to like really make it feel legit you know? Yeah, there was a tonal issue kind of across the board, and not in a Grand Theft Auto way where it's like, oh man, we named our beer Pisswasser. Get it? Get it? It's piss water. <laughs> it wasn't anything along those lines, but like, it's... It was taking itself really seriously and putting like goofy shit in. Yes. You know what I mean? It's exactly that. And it just, it felt like two different things. It was like, why Why would, I, I mean, The Undertaker's not a great example of it because he wasn't, he wasn't really a goofy character, but like. Uh, oh, I would know. argue he is. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But like sometimes somebody like him would say something and I'd be like, why, why are you saying, like, that doesn't make any sense for you to say. And then they would just uh, His kind of... dialogue was my favorite out of the whole game because he's like. I'm a really bad person, Will. Like, I've done some bad things. And I kept, I had, like, an internal voice for that character and that character only just because (laughs) of the character model. It, like, it it had a Vincent Pricey sort of voice in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And I I really liked it. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, stuff like that, though, it it would just, like, take you out of it for a second. Oh, for sure. So, like, I... I think, you know, like we both have talked about now, it, it has the bones to be really compelling, yep. but it's not quite there. So I think a half is correct for that as well. Yep. Up next, does it look good? I like the way this looks overall. It's got that cell shaded kind of thing to it. It almost feels like the way that Telltale does their art. Yes, 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 yes. I would say a little bit more watercolory. Yeah, yeah. Maybe then it's not telltale. super super harsh like in the walking dead or or wolf among us or anything like that but i think it looks great uh overall like it's whatever that for the most part your landscape is just cornfields wheat fields and grass <laughs> but like yeah ind- indeterminate crop fields yeah but like the character models are good the car models are good the houses are all like everything is recognizable as to what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I, I, no problem giving this a full point. Yeah, I'm with you there. I like how this looks as well. Like you said, similar art style to the Telltale games, which I thought they were making really interesting choices as they were coming out. I think this refined it just enough that it is not copying. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I agree with you. I think a full point there. Cell shading is going to well. be one of those things where it's going to withstand the test of time. Like, cause you, you were just recently playing Final Fantasy X and they don't look bad, but you can tell how much it's <laughs> aged versus yeah what's coming out now. A game that we have coming up 
pretty soon is like a great example of this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we'll we'll get into that in oh two months time. All right. Next in is the replayability. Fucking no. Big fat zero on this only because your choices ultimately don't matter. And there isn't enough interesting standard gameplay in this to bring me back to it. Like I've now experienced the story. I've gotten fucking 60 of the 100 loot boxes. I have no need to do more because yeah. your main thing is just to be able to level up eventually. Yeah. I don't need to get the paintings. I don't need to do the jumps. Everything is in service of leveling up, and I finished it. So there's no real reason other than completionist stuff, which I'm right. not right. generally into that anyway. So, no, it's unfortunately going to be a zero. Yeah, I agree with you there. The collectibles don't really make a whole lot of sense for you to be going after in the first place. So, like, that's not going to hold your attention at the end of the game for, like, post-game stuff, yeah. you know? It is funny that, like, you get the same level of upgrade potential from doing a single jump versus a two-minute time trial in a car or (laughs) a get this many points. Like, there's a weird balance thing there that we probably could have gotten into, but it's so insignificant that it doesn't matter. All right. Is there a story? This is going to be a full point. They tried really hard. You had mentioned that the way that the characterization works is well done. You know from talking to any person like what that character is supposed to feel like, sound like. I think you get a lot out of the way they wrote this in terms of the actual characterization of anybody you come across. My complaints with the resolution of the story aside, they put in a a whole lot of effort here. So I'm going to give it a full. I am also going to give it a full point. I, I feel like, I think it's a rounded up full point, though. Uh, yeah, you know what I, I mean? That. Right on. Next in, our five point question Is it worth the cost? So, American Fugitive retails for $19.99 across the board. And. First, Dan, before you give your score, about how long does it take to finish this game, would you say? Okay, are we including all of the fetch quest shit? Like, if I were to pull all of that out and just whatever? Or are we talking full-time with all of that? If you do, like, all of the contact missions and then get to the end of the story, how long does that take? I would say it's probably between, like, 15 and 20 hours. Like, if you if you don't okay. worry about any of the side questy things, the loot boxes, the, the paintings, the whatever. Yeah. Okay. But that ends up meaning that, like, actual stuff that matters. Like, I was I was telling Kit, like, I've now done five consecutive missions that have zero to do with the story. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. I'm going between three different contacts doing fuck all. I just retrieved donuts for this person, and that was it. Actual total time of things that matter is probably yeah. only three to four hours. Yeah. Taking that into account, I'm at a three, I think. Yeah. Like, that feels really low, but it's just gameplay that makes a difference. Gameplay that, like, contributes to the whole is is dwarfed by the amount of just busy work they have you do. Yeah. Now, to be fair to, be fair to this game, I feel like the genre that it's in, like these, these... I won't use the word sprawling for this game, but, like, these crime games where you're you know, doing all these fetch quests and jumping around the city. I think some of that is, like, built into it, and I think that that's... I don't know that it's fair to take that away from this game. I think... I mean, you're not wrong. That that stuff does exist in Saints Row and in Red Dead and in Grand Theft Auto, but, like... Not, not to the same extent, though. Yeah, right. it's, it's a percentage yeah. issue. Yeah. I understand that as Arthur Morgan, I'm going to have to maybe go to town to get some supplies that, like... This probably could have been done off camera. Yeah. If you're if the whole result was just to teach me how a bar fight works, fine. That's that's fine. Like you're you're teaching yeah. me something about the world. But if it's just doing it to do it, which was yeah. so much of this game, yeah. that's a problem. Again, yeah. the the last four missions before the final <laughs> mission yeah. is a completely insequ like it didn't even matter. It's not like <laughs> Like all it that happens is, to the end game, yeah. yeah. The guy goes. By the way, like Don Vito knows you're Will Riley. Like I don't know who the fuck you think you're fooling. Like <laughs> I get that I'm 
the most stereotypical yokel looking dude with overalls and no shirt on. But like, even <laughs> I know you're Will Riley, dumb shit. Does he have a straw hat and is he chewing on a blade of grass? A straw hat, yes. Blade of grass, no. But missing teeth, yes. And with a gap. I was just about yep. to say, does he have I a knew gap it was coming. his teeth? <laughs> yeah. His name is Rusty and he sucks. Of course it is. Yeah, it was either going to be Rusty or Cletus. Like, you're pulling names out right. of a generic hat. So I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable at a three. Where are you at? See, I feel, I don't know, man. I feel like three is too harsh. But I don't, I, four doesn't feel right for it either. You know? Yep. I, th- I'm, I think I'm with you. I think it leans closer to three. Okay. Well, then... Did we perfectly align? <laughs> I think we perfectly aligned on this one. It doesn't happen often, but yeah, yeah we are... We agreed on every point on this one, so that's going to put both of our final scores at six points for today. Based on that number, is that still something you would recommend or not? Like, Or that number aside, I should say. It is, I think. I, I was saying to you before we started recording, like... This is a perfectly serviceable GTA clone. Yeah. You know? It's a cost-effective GTA. Well, actually, that's a... I didn't think about this. The original GTA games, I wonder how much you can get them for. Like GTA 1 and 2 that were this top-down model, although more pixelated. Like, this looks better than that, but they're arguably better. The story is better in this, so I think it's kind of a wash. All right, fine, fine, fine. They also haven't done, like, a remaster on the first... They did them for like Two. mobile, like uh, for like GBA and stuff like that, uh, but I don't know since then. Yeah, no, they haven't. Okay. So I would rather play this than a game that was released in 1997 and not updated since. That's fair. You could probably get GTA 3 for a similar price. Fuck, man. But that's still <laughs> God that's damn it. Like fully <laughs> 3D rendered. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. There are a couple games that are pared down versions of certain concepts of this. Like yeah. Hotline Miami or Party Hard or whatever that game is that we <laughs> keep looking at and going, do we want to cover this? Where it is the top-down Rampage Sims. But the fact that this does actively try to give you something of substance, whether or not that yeah. hits all the time. Yeah. I think, I guess the way to put it is that I think that while this game has its flaws, I think it's worth rewarding. Yeah. Because you could you could tell that the developers put a lot of effort into trying to make this a good game yeah you know what i mean and i guess it'll be easier to make that judgment when the precinct comes out to see what they kind of improve upon yeah but i think this game deserves to be rewarded yeah i think it's a good first entry a good first try from again all they did was puzzle games like really really basic puzzle games as well so this being their first like fully fleshed out arcade type game video game is not yeah. fucking bad so yeah yep, six points yeah. we recommend it go check it out american fugitive we have an announcement to make but before that hey shay want to play a game dan trade gems for cards as we uh build our supply to impress some haughty nobles i would love to play a game that is of course splendor all right so hey shay guess what what by the time this episode comes out, I will have either <laughs> served on a federal jury or successfully gotten out of it. I don't know yet because it hasn't happened yet. But hey. based on that and the subject <laughs> of our game today, we're talking video game lawsuits and <laughs> <laughs> yes. and crimes. I want to I want to kick this off. Real quick, not with a question, but just a really interesting thing I found while researching this topic. So the co-creator of Sonic the Hedgehog oh boy. is currently under investigation. Well, he's he's being charged with two completely separate incidences of insider trading. Oh boy. So he left Team Sonic and went to work for Square Enix. And then on two different occasions, once before they announced Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier, and when they announced dragon quest tactic he bought a shit ton of stock in the company that was working on the games that square enix was about to publish and then sold them all after the announcement and he fully admitted to it he was like oh yeah no i did that like absolutely i did that why wouldn't you there's no question in my mind that i committed a crime but like you know yeah who doesn't so he's facing (laughs) two and a half years in jail which like oh my god that's it well for japan that's like 
that's a big fucking deal. They're not the same yeah. kind of culture as we are, where it's just like lock him up for 15 years for possession. Their incarceration rate is super low. The combined uh-huh. fine is 172.5 million yen, which is about $1.2 million. I guarantee you he made more than that on the trades. Yeah, almost definitely. <laughs> but so today... On the first one alone, probably. Yeah. But today we're going to be discussing some of the weirdest and wackiest and whatever I could find lawsuits involving <laughs> video games. I had a lot of fun researching this. This is something that I will almost definitely revisit, regardless of how this goes today. These yeah. are going to be open-ended questions. I'm going to give you a couple cracks at each one, just because I'm not doing multiple choice. And okay. we'll we'll say three strikes on each. That sound fair? That sounds good to me. Cool. So, our first question. In faithfully rendering accurate character models for athletes in the NFL, NBA, and UFC, among others, why have some companies been hit with copyright claims? Uh, these are intentionally designed for, like, total shots in the dark. Just, like, whatever <laughs> pops okay. into your head. Like, what, what about a character model do you think would possibly trigger copyright claims? Like, when rendering a, a real person, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I assume it has something to do with physical fitness the look of their (laughs) bodies i guess like you know you know what i mean like athletes are very um how do i want to say this they're concerned with how they're represented okay i i like where your head is at (laughs) but no like it's not like connor was like connor mcgregor is not like hey i got better abs than that or anything like that right it was it wasn't that it was not that you're you're not super far off though so these are like specifically copyright claims and they're not coming from the although there was a whole controversy with like the reason that there's no ncaa basketball games anymore is because they couldn't pay the athletes that they were rendering like it's a whole fucking thing because the ncaa doesn't want to pay anybody who's putting their bodies on the line yeah i know but like at the time like it was a whole thing right yeah. So no, I, these these copyright claims are not coming from the athletes. Okay. What else about a character model might be? Oh, uh, would it be like sponsors, like the athletes' sponsors? No. Not being represented on Conor McGregor's ass. <laughs> no, but that's a I that's really good. And you know what? I that might actually be true. Like if <laughs> if Venom was like, hey, 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 like that's not. Yeah, you need to put that V over his dick, or he's not in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that that could very well be true but no that's not what i'm thinking of i'll give you one more shot at it is there is there a hint you could give me it's something about their actual physical bodies that's being rendered without permission again not from the athletes would it be like tattoo art that's exactly right Yes. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, so in a couple different cases, tattoo artists have claimed that their original artwork is being recreated without their permission. So it's not any different than... Well, like, if you (laughs) photograph, like, for your personal use, a piece of art, and you're not doing it for monetary gain, that's an entirely different thing. Same as, like, me wearing, say, a Coca-Cola t-shirt. Yeah. I can't put the Coca-Cola logo in my game. So there are, like, LeBron James tattoo artist fucking sued. Sure. 2K, I think. Because he's like, hey, that's my artwork that's on LeBron's body. You can't recreate that without my permission. It makes total Uh... sense. I mean, I'm all for artist rights here. Like, I, I think they actually have a point. But the NFL has actually started instilling a rule where it's like, if you're going to get a tattoo... You need to get express written permission from the artist that does a tattoo. So if we put you on the cover of our fucking game, yeah, we're not going to get sued for it. I, I know. Sticky. It's sticky. Yeah, I agree with you. I think artists should get paid fairly for what they do. I don't know. It's dicey. I, I don't disagree. But that is a thing. And it's like yeah. becoming more and more prevalent. Like when you think about, I mean, you had a big prominent crazy tattoo on your UFC character. If uh <laughs> I have a timestamp photo of it too. Yep. So good fucking luck. Yep. But like UFC 
fighters specifically are like really well known for how much like tattoo work they've had done so that's yeah. one of the ones that like ends up coming up a lot but yeah i just thought that was really interesting yeah so that's a point we'll give you a point for that all right all right up next in december of 2022 the federal trade commission charged what games slash game studio $520 million in combined fines and mandatory refunds for violating, among other things, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. Oh, fuck. I know this one. Yeah. Pretty recent. But it Was was it Blizzard? It was not Blizzard. But fuck. Right. I, I mean, Blizzard's fucked up. So, like. Yeah. You can see where my head's at. Yeah. 100%. Fuck. I remember I remember telling you about this story. Yes, was it, because who, who makes whoever is it whoever makes Fortnite? It you're you got it. It's Fortnite. Yeah. It's Fortnite and Epic Games. Yeah. So Epic Games, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like two hundred and seventy five million dollars in penalties and like another two hundred some odd million in refunds because for one thing they were selling data for players and since a huge portion of their player base is minors, mm-hmm. that's fucking super illegal. Yeah. Plus, there were like tactics that they were using to kind of trick people into making in-game purchases. Yeah. Without their knowledge, so that's why like it became a thing of, oh my god, why did my son spend five hundred dollars on <laughs> Marvel skins or whatever? <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, two points. You got it. Nailed it. Hell yeah. Up next. In the promotion for the Godfather 2 video game, based on the movie, EA sent journalists several in-game items as swag to garner favor, such as cigars, piano wire, and dice. But what specific item caused (laughs) EA to issue recalls? Like, these are super shots in the dark. So I'm going to, we'll do a little, like, hot, (laughs) we'll do a little hot and cold stuff with it. What's What's a super fucking illegal thing that they may have sent out that would be, like, mafia-ish are these is this real stuff or they are real fucking things like actual items that they ship to people like the piano wire thing is like real weird it's not a garrote granted (laughs) but like yet yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) they sent them like tommy guns or something you're warm my mind is drawing complete blank on what would be in a mob game cocaine did they send them cocaine no but in anticipation of you mentioning this so uh they once did (laughs) when the same company was promoting the scarface game they had like a press event where Uh you could get your photo taken doing lines of coke off of the infamous like giant pile of cocaine from scarface like yeah it wasn't you know you weren't actually doing it but you get your photo taken looking like you were real fun cold all right warm with tommy guns cold with cocaine yep i can say just for fairness's sake because this is so (laughs) blind yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) it is a type of weapon okay they send them like bowie knives or something like that you're pretty fucking close Uh, okay brass knuckles like real functional brass knuckles (laughs) That was that was going to be my first guess. And I was like, I don't think that those oh, are legal to have. But... They are in certain states, including How the one you that? just moved out of. <laughs> and really? He, yeah, it is okay. illegal to own. Well, it's not it's not that it's illegal to own. You have to have a permit to have them in like like oh. you would with a firearm. So <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> interestingly, I had mentioned that EA issued recalls for it. Uh-huh. The problem is. It's also illegal to mail Uh, certain types of weapons. (laughs) So they tried to rectify their illegal activity by having these journalists perform an illegal activity. So most people just kept them and were like, "Uh, nobody needs to know about this. Right. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. It's so weird. Nobody ever got an advanced copy of Godfather 2, the the game. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody reviewed it. I don't get it. How about that? That's so strange. Apparently the first one was great. The second one was bullshit. So it ended up genuinely, according to a bunch of publications, it ended up being overshadowed by the fact that the game sucked so bad that like (laughs) nobody talked about this anymore. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Up next. 
What actress sued Rockstar in 2014 over this loading screen image and character? I'm going to drop this in the Discord. And if you go right now to our Instagram, this photo is also there. It's been up for the last two days. I'm going to tell you, doesn't really resemble the actress as much as the actress is saying it resembles the actress. Yeah. Is it like a big name? Yeah. yeah. It's it's 1,000% a household name. My first inclination here was Drew Barrymore. It looks more like Drew Barrymore than it does the person in question. <laughs> right. But then yeah. you told me that it doesn't really look like her, and now I have no clue. I'll give you a freebie, because Kit said it looks like Mandy Moore. Also looks significantly more like Mandy Moore than the person in question. I mean, it looks like Yvonne Strahovski, but that's not a household name at all. No, no. <laughs> when, when was this lawsuit? 2014. After an appeals process, eventually, finally dismissed in 2018 a four-year fucking court case (laughs) on and off for someone who absolutely does not look like this person i mean it sounds like something that amber heard would do that's (laughs) yeah it does (laughs) not her though no closer than like a like in terms of how i feel about the person closer to amber heard but not that bad i mean she's on the rise again do you say it was an actress for sure yeah i mean primarily had had some singles like every sure every actor of her ilk in that time period i was just about to say miley cyrus but that cut that out yeah it's not pamela anderson is it that was kit's second guess actually uh Um, (laughs) no i think that was three right did you think it may have been four (laughs) that's fine I'll tell you what, just because I'm fine, this part is very fun to me. Uh-huh. And there's, I'm gonna Babe Ruth this one and say, there's no fucking way you're getting the last one because it's just so outside of the, the ballpark. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give you one more crack at this, just because this is fun. And also, I, I'm i hoping that the listeners at this point have checked out this photo and also <laughs> want to know <laughs> who the fuck this is. Because we're all collectively gonna go... I'm sorry, fucking how? Paris Hilton is my, my last shot here. <laughs> uh, I'm fairly certain they are friends, but no, it is not Paris Hilton. No. Um, Who is it? Oh, that doesn't look like Lindsay Lohan to you? Oh, I was like, <laughs> Dan, you're not going to believe this, but I was like, it couldn't be Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I wish you had. She's, she's because it looks nothing for like being fucking. a goddamn redhead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so in 2014, Lindsay Lohan looks nothing like her. Filed, first filed the claim that the image and character named Lacey Jonas was modeled after her. The case was ultimately oh. dismissed in New York after four years and an appeals process. She basically said that um, the characterization was related to her, that the character's clothing choices looked like her brand, which... I don't it just know it, about that. Oh, not not so much in that image, but like the character. So that she's the character that the paparazzi guy has you follow around for a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's just any generic teen star gone bad, which is like there's unfortunately a lot of them. Like Amanda Bynes could have made the exact same claim, despite the fact that it doesn't look like Amanda Bynes either. But for whatever reason, Hillary Duff, baby. It could have been Hillary Duff. Um, well, no, I don't think she, there was ever a real dark side to Hillary Duff. That's true. But yeah, fucking wild. So silly. <laughs> Listeners, tell us who you think it was in the <laughs> comment section of that Instagram post, because I am fucking curious. All right. So our final question for today. What image in games like Doom, Halo, and even Stardew Valley often needs to be patched out to avoid committing a war crime. This is one of the most fascinating things I've ever read in preparation for a quiz. I am blown away and it makes total sense once it was like once it's explained, but like legitimately a war crime to use a specific image in your game. I mean, I know what you're obvious... going to say and it's not yeah, that. It's not that, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the the thing that fucking 10 second ninja used it is Ugh. not that yeah it's in a ton of games 
It's in so many games. Does it have something to do with the U.S. military? No. Fuck. <laughs> that was my next best guess. It is, I would say, tangentially related to military, uh, okay. but not a military entity within itself. Like, I'm rooting for you on this one, so I'm <laughs> going to say that the symbol could be found in an area that there's active military action happening in. Is it a red cross? Yes! Shay! Yes! Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> it is the red cross. So, the red cross is a protected symbol governed by the International Committee of the Red Cross and by description not to be used for commercial or advertising purposes as it diminishes the symbol's significance. So, therefore, its use without expressed explicit permission from the icrc is considered a violation of the geneva convention damn wow <laughs> how fucking crazy is that like how many times have you seen a red cross in a video game and it also makes perfect sense why certain games will do like the green box with the white cross or like a different way to show a health pack because that's what it's most often used as yeah and got a first aid kit yeah very often the ICRC will reach out to the developer of like, hey, you need to change this, like, fucking post-haste. And Damn. they will. Like, <laughs> uh, so the the way it was di- it was displayed in Stardew Valley specifically, which uh-huh. Kelsey can back us up on this, <laughs> they changed it to a green plus sign of like, this is how much health you will get by eating this pumpkin. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But initially, it was a red cross, and they got flagged and had to change it damn right (laughs) so interesting (laughs) but shay that's three points added to the big board for today all right this is such a cool topic like there's so many like insane (laughs) cases and i didn't want to go down that dark road of like here are real life crimes committed it like as inspired by video games because that shit is real depressing and i don't ever want to do that that ever so yeah (laughs) this is a the way more fun way to do it where it's just like there's just money involved fucking somebody thought they were entitled somebody might actually be entitled who knows that's not for me to decide and that's just about going to do it for us today as always you can follow us on social media at bng pod on both twitter and instagram where we post in this particular episode's case little photos for you to look at prior to an episode so that you can participate with shay as well as custom artwork for every episode and sales that you should be aware of that we call cheap codes if you want to share the show you can use our hosting site which is anchor.fm slash bng pod and if you want to follow us on twitch where i will be streaming the off weeks between episodes on saturdays you can do that at twitch.tv slash bng podcast and if you want to send us an email for any reason you can do so at broke and at gmail.com. Hey, Shay, you want to let the listeners know what we have in store for the next couple of episodes? Sure do, Dan. Next episode, Dan, we will be kicking off our AAA summer by welcoming friend of the show Lex back to the podcast to cover Bioshock. So for the next five episodes, we're going to be covering only AAA titles that are within our podcast price range. We always have a really good time doing our throwback episodes, and this is basically like a long-form version of that. And also just to give ourselves a bit of a break from playing nonsense like 10 Second Ninja. These are tried-and-true titles. We'll see how they fare in some cases. These are, you know, a little bit older, like in Bioshock's case. So it'll be definitely be interesting to see what parts of these things have held up and what haven't from AAA studios. So I'm really looking forward to this. But until then, goodbye, absolutely everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.